Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome back to another episode of Fearless. I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. I just want to take time to say thank you to all those who have sent encouraging words over the last couple of weeks and have sent me messages through social media. Thank you. I'm so glad you have enjoyed Fearless. And I pray that I can continue to be a voice to shed light on what you believe and why you believe it on political, social, and biblical issues. Um, And today we're going to discuss something where I've just really have been kind of discouraged because I've seen Christians who have continuously turned a blind eye. And we now as Christians and as a nation are facing something so historic, which will turn Christians, um, they will basically turn Christians into third-class citizens. And that's what we're gonna talk about today on Fearless. Last week, I read an article. I was skimming through Instagram and saw People Magazine post this article. And it's called Meet Jason June, the genderqueer children's book author in Love with Love and His Unpredictability. Your first question might be, well, what's a genderqueer? Because I had no idea. I had to Google it and look it up. Genderqueer, if I have to inform you today, is a person who does not subscribe to conventional gender distinctions, but identifies with neither, both, or a combination of male and female genders. Yes, that is quite confusing. I was confused myself. And this is a man dressed as a woman with long blonde hair. Um, If you saw a picture of him, it just makes me sad, to be honest. But he's an author, and he's writing children's books because he even says he's going after the younger generation. And that's what I've been talking about over and over on this podcast is that we as parents, we are fighting for the hearts and souls of a generation. And the left is trying hard and they are coming after our children. He says that the fact that a children's book is written by an openly queer author can really make a difference in the LGBTQ child's life. And he says, there is never an age where it's inappropriate to talk about queer people. Queer people are kids. First off, no. Have you ever noticed how the LGBTQ community, they recruit and they recruit hard? Why? Because they can't reproduce, so they have to recruit. And they're recruiting after our children. And they are coming hard after our children. So this article is just one um, just one example of how they're coming after the next generation because he even says he wants to change the hearts of the younger generation. And many people I know, especially Christians, have wanted to allow the LGBTQ community to do their thing. As long as we as Christians can keep doing our thing. You know, I've heard friends of mine say, you know what, you do your thing, I'll do mine, just leave me alone and we can all be happy. But they misunderstand the agenda of the LGBT community. And let's look at some examples, shall we? What if my little girl Margaret comes home from school and her teacher said she could decide any time to be a boy, a girl, or neither, 
or change back and forth. Whatever makes you feel good about yourself. Now she's confused, just like I was confused after reading what a gender queer is. It's all confusion, and they're creating confusion in our children. But let's talk about if you have a business. Say you own a restaurant, and a 6'2 male dressed as a woman wants to be the hostess of your restaurant, the first face people will see when they come into your restaurant or into your business. Now, by law, you can't turn them away. So the idea of what you had thought all these years, you do you and I'll do me, that didn't work for you. Or what about if you have a daughter who has worked so hard her young life and her teenage years to be a great athlete, whether it's track, whether it's volleyball, basketball, but now you have boys, biological boys who can compete in her sport and take that opportunity away from her to hold a state title, to earn a scholarship. So these are what things that we are truly facing. These are real stories um, of people turning a blind eye because now we face the consequences. I can remember sitting on my couch in 2015 when the Supreme Court of the United States made the announcement in legalizing gay marriage. In Justice Kennedy's opinion, he wrote the ruling posed no threat to constitutional religious freedoms. He then went on to write, gay marriages involve only the rights of two consenting adults whose marriages would pose no risk to themselves or third parties. Justices Alito, Thomas, and Scalia, they differed greatly. Alito stated, traditionalists would be allowed to keep their beliefs in home. Um, He actually said they could whisper their thoughts in their homes, but if they uttered their beliefs publicly, they would be labeled bigots and treated as such by governments, employers, and schools. Now, you know, we we fast forward six years, And Alito was 100% correct. He was almost prophetic. We all have seen it. We've read it or experienced it. I myself have been called all kinds of names for my stand on traditional marriage and for the protection of my children from transgenderism, even in my RNC speech. But we've seen it. Wedding vendors, business owners, uh, government leaders, students, ministries, uh, judges, and the list goes on and on who have been punished, silenced, or sued for the Christian convictions that marriage is between one man and one woman. So when we legalized gay marriage, we've now seen six years later, it wasn't just for the couple themselves. This is affecting each and every single one of us. Because the LGBT community, they work hard. They are activists who are well-funded and they have a plan and they've executed this plan over 30 years where we as Christians continue to be caught off guard. We're caught in the crosshairs. You know, now that our children are coming home with books about homosexuality or being transgender or choosing whatever, now we're caught off guard and we don't know what to do. Because the LGBT community, they've been relentless and not only normalizing gay marriage, that's kind of a thing of the past. They are gaining footholds in all areas of life to normalize transgenderism starting in our entertainment, schools, corporate America, and now by the force of law and government. And who's ever heard of the Equality Act? 
It's kind of made the news this week because the House said they will vote on the Equality Act. This was once voted in 2019 that the House passed. And I'm shocked of how many people have not heard of it. It has been in the works for a while. But now with President Biden and Vice President Harris and Congress, this is moving full power ahead. And don't forget, Biden said on a national stage um, before the election, if an eight-year-old wants to choose their gender, they should be able to. This is now our president of the United States says an eight-year-old should choose their gender. Most eight-year-olds cannot even find their shoes in the morning or decide what to wear. But we as a nation will encourage them and confuse them to pick their sex. And then um, president-elect at the time said that the Equality Act will be one of his top priorities in the first 100 days. We are now seeing that happen right now. But the name Equality Act, that's quite a deceiving name because the Equality Act does not mean equality for all. So what would the Equality Act mean? Let's go through a list. And I just want to add much of this information and the facts that I'm getting ready to read has come from Decision Magazine, a publication of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It's a magazine that my grandfather started years ago. I highly recommend it. I save almost every edition to be able to look at facts, to know what's going on in our culture from a biblical standpoint. I highly recommend you check it out. But what does the Equality Act mean? Churches and religious uh, schools and other faith-based nonprofits would be required to abide by the newly framed Civil Rights Act and related codes. The law would give no exemption for religious institutions, and it invalidates the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Let's keep going. The rights of parents to make choices for their children on questions of sexuality or gender, including medical treatments, that would be superseded by federal civil rights codes. The law would also strip parents of their right to raise and educate their own children in, um, if their beliefs contradict government mandates. Biological males can bathe and bunk with women. We've already seen that. We've seen that in the news biological males who now identify as women, they would have the rights to women's private spaces, such as bathrooms, locker rooms, prison cells, women's shelters. We've seen that uh, in Anchorage, Alaska, homeless shelters, hospital rooms, women's conferences. How about college dorms? When you send your little girl off to college and even elder care facilities and sports leagues. We've seen in the news, bakers and florists, photographers, videographers, web designers, about wedding venue owners. I have family in the wedding business. What happens to them? Or even our public officials who believe in the traditional marriage. These people would now become targets because they go after these people. We've seen it. We look at Jack Phillips, the baker from Colorado, who even after winning his Supreme Court case has been targeted over and over in legal battles. How about faith-based adoption agencies or women's shelters could be forced to be shut down? And doctors and nurses and the list goes on, whether you're a counselor, can be coerced and threatened to abide by the new sexual orthodoxy or lose their jobs. 
and people who fail to use transgender pronouns can be fined or fired. This new sexual orthodoxy would be mandated into our curriculum, into our schools, and it would just have a huge impact with our children, whether it's from field trips, whether it's in their dorms, at schools, and universities. The Equality Act, or if you should say what some people call the Inequality Act, contains no specific protection for Christian or Christian ministries. We will become third-class citizens. Let me say that again. The Equality Act, it's really not equality at all because there's no protection for Christians or Christian ministries. You will become a target and we will become third-class citizens. The president and CEO of the First Liberty Law Firm, he told Decision Magazine, the Equality Act attempts to make sure that all cases, LGBT rights trump religious freedom in every situation. It makes religious freedom a secondary freedom or right. Andrew Walker, um, he also said he's the um, he's Ethics and Public Policy Center. He stated the bill represents the most invasive threat to religious liberty ever proposed in America. And why would he say that? Because this is a weapon. It will impact free speech, association, the freedom of religious exercise, church and ministry operations, education, businesses, prisons or shelters, and the practice of medicine. It will affect our military, and we're just getting started. And this is going to happen in all 50 states. This is absolutely a totalitarian power grab where only one view of sexuality is lawful. It's where one side crushes all the others. It turns reasonable, supportable, historic positions on gender, sexual content, and marriage into hateful, discriminatory acts punishable by law. You can be punished by the law if you do not agree or if you do not adopt this. And right now, um, this week, depending on when you listen, the House will probably pass this. They've already said that's on their agenda. So since we do not know when the Senate will take this up or when they will vote, I encourage you to start writing and calling your senators now. Because so many people have asked me in the past, what can we do? What can we do? Well, you got to take action. So I encourage you, um, write your congressmen, but right now you really got to start writing your senators uh, and calling them. Voice your opinion to them. Also, I encourage you to talk to people who disagree with you and ask them questions kind of like we discussed today about the impact of this law, how it's going to affect you or your business or your small business, whether it affects the Christian school your children go to, the education. It might affect our homeschool one day. And what they tell you, you're allowed to tell your children. This is going to affect all of us. So I encourage you, um, ask those questions to people who disagree because most of the time they will be clueless because they just see the Equality Act um, bringing equality to everybody, but it really is not. Think this through because we need to begin persuading people who think differently than this because this is not going to end well. It will have bad consequences and victims. So I encourage you. I know this was a tough topic. We covered a lot. 
look it up. I encourage you to go to Decision Magazine, read some other articles about the Equality Act, because right now, this is the time to act. Take action. Call your senators. We need to be in prayer, and we have to be educating others. I guarantee many of your friends around you might not have heard of the Equality Act, and if they have, they haven't realized how this is going to affect them. We can do this. Um, Don't grow weary. I know when you read the news right now under this administration, everything that keeps passing, um, it feels like just waves crashing on a beach and that we can't uh, catch up. But we as Christians or as conservatives— we um, have to stop playing defense and we have to start fighting for our children because it's like I started this episode with that um, article. They are going after our children. Parents, step up and fight for them. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Fearless. Once again, I encourage you to check out Decision Magazine from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It's a magazine my grandfather started many years ago, but they are always up to date with the latest of news that are affecting people of faith here in this country and around the world. They will always point you back to what the Bible says. I encourage you to check them out. Once again, thank you for joining me, Sissy Graham Lynch, on another episode of Fearless. I encourage you to subscribe to Fearless and to follow me on social media. I wasn't given the spirit of fear. I